It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Now, I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. I am over my vacation now. I'm back. Feeling much better today. Got a lot of rest yesterday. Um, so ready to go. Bottom line, ready to go. Tuesday, May 24th, welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. The uh, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. Nick Curran, Louisville Bats, play-by-play radio voice, will join me in about 15 minutes. Uh, the Bats are not playing well. They've lost five out of six their last two series, including uh, o- against Omaha. Oh, they started a series with Omaha tonight at Nashville last week. They lost five out of six. We'll talk to Nick about that. It feels like there's more... Uh, player movement this season. Reds uh, are not playing well. The Reds are not a good baseball team. And a lot of injuries, sending guys down to Louisville, calling them back up. A lot of player mobility going on uh, with the Louisville Bats. That doesn't make it easy to win. But we'll talk to Nick about uh, this week's series with Omaha, what the Bats have to do to try to turn things around. And, of course, we'll touch on the promotions going on, a couple of good ones, including Sunday Memorial Day, date night before Memorial Day, fireworks. Um, there's a special uh, jersey promotion going on in the middle of the week, or late in the week, I should say. We'll talk to Nick about all that. By the way, before I forget, no show tomorrow. Bats baseball uh, at home against Omaha, 11.05 tomorrow morning, right here on the Big X. So uh, no Spears on sports tomorrow. You are welcome. Uh, we'll get to NBA today. The Celtics uh, even the series with Miami last night. And I'm going to talk a lot about this game because the NBA, while it's great to watch when the games are good, and I've said this over and over again, I would rather watch a mediocre NBA game than a mediocre college basketball game. It's just more exciting, obviously more talented players, and it's better basketball, plain and simple. But when you get a game like last night or like um, game three in, in Boston as well where the, the Miami Heat had a 21-point lead midway through the second quarter, these games, they when they get out of hand, they are difficult to watch. Last night was difficult to watch because the Celtics led, I don't know, 10 to 1, I know, I more than that, because the Heat scored one point in the first six minutes of the game. Would you rather score one or zero? Because if you score one, it means, well, we know you missed a free throw. If you score zero, you just you just didn't score. Couldn't throw in the ocean. But 102-82 was the final. It wasn't that close. And no Heat starter played more than 27 minutes. No Heat starter scored in double figures last night. And as a viewer, I don't want Bam Adebayo 
or Jimmy Butler or P.J. Tucker uh, sitting on the bench or Kyle Lowry sitting on the bench for the entire fourth quarter and most of the third quarter. Eric Spolster, the Heat head coach last night, gave up early. He gave up early. And I understand why he gave up early. I do. I get it. But I don't have to respect that he gave up early. We've seen NBA games before. A 20-point lead is nothing. I make a couple of threes. You miss a couple of threes. All of a sudden, it's a 10-point game. It can be a 10-point game in the matter of four possessions. From 20, it can go to 10. And we've seen in the playoffs especially, these games turn around. Game three was boring, but the Celtics, who were down 26 at one point in game three, cut it to one with two and a half minutes to go. And all of a sudden, it was exciting again. That's what I love. But Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat gave up. Gave up flat out in early to mid-third quarter. Now, Tyler Hero was unavailable with a knee injury or with a, uh, a hamstring injury. May or may not play tomorrow night. Jimmy Butler's got knee inflammation he's dealing with. He's struggling with that. Kyle Lowry has been in and out of the series with uh, hamstring problems. P.J. Tucker had to leave game two in Miami with an injury. So you got a lot of guys banged up. So I kind of understand where Eric Spolster is coming from. This game was 29-11 to after the first quarter. So the Celtics had an 18-point lead after a quarter, a 24-point lead at halftime. But we've seen 24-point deficits overcome, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs. P.J. Tucker didn't score. Jimmy Butler had six points and seven rebounds. Bam Adebayo, nine points and six rebounds. Max Struess, he uh, he did the triple-double here, or the triple-single. He did the triple-zero. No points, no rebounds, no assists. 0 for 7 from the field. 0 for 4 from three-point land. Kyle Lowry, three points, five rebounds. Uh, the most minutes from the starters were Butler and Adebayo. They played 27 minutes each. Lowry and Tucker, 21 minutes each. And Adebayo, or excuse me, Strews played 14 minutes. The leading scorer off the bench, Victor Oladipo, he had 23. I didn't turn on the game to watch Victor Oladipo. No offense, Indiana Hoosier fans. I didn't. Um, I didn't turn it on to watch Duncan Robinson who used to have a big role on this team before Max Struess came along, come off the bench and score 14 points and hit four of eight three-pointers. But if if you're Eric Spolstra, A, you don't want any of these injured, banged-up players to get hurt any further than they're already banged up. But the, the part that is irritating is that you gave up on the game. You were down 24 at halftime. That's not insurmountable. It's not. You are the number one seed in the East. You're not here just because of Jimmy Butler. You're not here just because of Bam Adebayo. You're here for a combination of all of these guys. Caleb Martin, Dwayne Dedman, um, you know, Gabe Vincent, 
who started in Lowry's absence, came off the bench last night, 6.7 assists. So it's a, it's a solid team that nobody loves. No prognosticator picks Miami to beat Boston. Everybody I've listened to on, on television, whether it's Shaq and Kenny Smith and Charles Barkley or Stephen A. Smith or on uh, radio, whether it's uh, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated senior NBA writer, everybody says the same thing about this series. Boston is by far the better team, the more talented team. I'm not sure that's true. All things equal, Miami's pretty good. Now, the Celtics were without Marcus Smart last night. Rob Williams, who played great, uh, the center for the Celtics, had 12 points and nine rebounds. He had to come out. He only played 18 minutes. He was limping around in the second quarter. They finally took him out in the third quarter, basically when Miami threw up the white flag. The key to this series is who's going to play? Who's going to play? Tyler Hero last night didn't play. Jimmy Butler was a game-time decision last night. He tried to give it a go. Marcus Smart didn't play game one. Celtics lost. He played game two. He was great. They won. He played game three, got hurt in the middle of the game, didn't come back. They lose. He doesn't play last night. They win easily. Who's going to show up to play healthy? Who's going to be able to give their team 30 minutes, 35 minutes in one of these games? Jason Tatum had 31 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists in 33 minutes last night. He was great. He was the Jason Tatum the Celtics need him to be. Derek White got the start in place of Smart. He had 12, uh, 13 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. And in that 29-11 first quarter, he was fantastic. He was fantastic, offensively, defensively. When the Celtics score points, they are going to win games because defensively they are really good, maybe the best in the league. The four teams that are that are still standing are the top four points against teams in the NBA. Boston, Miami, Golden State, Dallas, in that order, give up the fewest points all season long. All year long. So when the Celtics get 102, 105, they're hard to beat. When they get 110 or more, they're almost impossible to beat. Miami had 37 points at halftime last night. I'm sorry, 33 points at halftime last night. 33. They had 52 after three quarters. For some teams, that's a quarter quarter and a couple of minutes. They had 52 points after three quarters of play last night. When you watch this series, and I've watched a lot of it, even when I was on vacation, because I'm a Celtic fan, I watched a lot of this this, uh, series. You feel like Celtics are the better team. How did they lose game one? How did they lose game one? They had the lead at halftime. They had a I don't want to I don't want to call it substantial, but they had a pretty solid lead at halftime of game 1 in Miami. 
Um, it was an eight-point lead, 62-54. to 54. They were outscored 39-14 to 14 in the third quarter. They outplayed Miami for three of the four quarters, handily outplayed Miami, but didn't come out in the second half ready to play, got destroyed. Game two, start to finish, Boston by far the better team, 127-102. Game three, the Celtics came out sluggish again, got punched in the nose. I said this yesterday. We're down big, cut it to one in the fourth quarter with under three to play, couldn't finish the comeback. For In 16 quarters in this series, the Celtics have been the better team in 12 of the 16 quarters, yet this series is two games apiece. And what do I always say about a game seven? Anybody can win a game seven. Anybody can win a game seven. The Oklahoma City Thunder can beat the best team in the league in a game seven. It just happens. So Tyler Hero doesn't, didn't play last night. Will he play tomorrow? Question mark. Will Jimmy Butler play? Question mark. Will Kyle Lowry play? Question mark. Will Marcus Smart play for Boston? Question mark. Will Robert Williams be ready to go for Boston? Question mark. This series is impossible to figure out. And by the way, Boston is a point-and-a-half favorite as we speak in Miami in Game 5. That's difficult to, to grasp. The Heat are the number one seed. They have home court advantage. They are playing at home on Wednesday night. Why are they not favored? We're going to have to assume Jimmy Butler's going to play. We're going to have to assume because he played last night, Kyle Lowry's going to be ready to go. I'm guessing Tyler Hero, they're going to do everything they can to get him back on the court coming off the bench. So why is Miami an underdog? We don't know that Marcus Smart's going to play. That injury he sustained uh, on Sunday looked pretty bad. Looked pretty bad. Or on Saturday, I should say. I don't know if he's going to play. Miami continues to win games when you think they're done. After game two, Celtics go to Miami, win by 25, I saw guys on TV, experts, Tim Legler, Stephen A. Smith, it's, this is over in five. Celtics are going to win the next two at home, go up three to one, and, and uh, finish them off in Miami. And I can't say that I disagreed with that after what I saw in game two. I can't say I disagreed. But Miami, somehow, some way, continues to bounce back. I will give you my Golden State Dallas pick for tonight. I sort of teased it yesterday, but I'll get to that uh, a little bit later in the show. The Vegas Insider has college football over-under win total predictions. We'll go through that. Hard Knocks, the uh, HBO show that I love so much. The lineup is set. We'll talk about that a little bit. Baseball, my Cubs beat Ed's Reds once again yesterday. Well, I think it's their first meeting of the season. But my Cubs now have a five-game lead over the Reds for the worst record in the National League Central. It's, uh, it's the little things that make me happy. All right, are you tired of buying expensive sunglasses only to lose them, break them, 
don't wear them because you don't want them to get them dirty. Shady Rays is where you need to go. ShadyRays.com. It's an independent American-owned company started right here in Kentucky. Look, they're changing the way you wear sunglasses in the outdoors. And the best part, they got great fit, great style, great performance, not a big price tag. And if you lose or break your glasses, you get a free pair. That's it. That's a guarantee. You lose or break your Shady Ray sunglasses, they will replace them one time for free. I've got three pairs. My wife has a pair. I swear by them. Uh, Danny Ratterman and the guys over at Shady Rays do a fantastic job. You can, uh, our listeners, you got an exclusive thing here. 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use code BIGX at checkout for 25% all, off of all adult sunglasses sales. They got a bunch of different styles. Go to the website, check them out, shadyrays.com. Um, got mine. I got one in one car, one in the, the wife's car, and I've also got a pair at home. You, you jump in the lake, they come off your head, you lose them, you back over them with your car, whatever you do, they will give you a free pair of sunglasses. Also, they provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. Go to ShadyRace.com. Nick Curran, Bats Baseball, play-by-play announcer. After the break, you're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Thorns text line is open, 502-414-1450. Download Thorns Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thorns Refreshing Rewards app. And hit me up on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. Bats baseball on the air tonight, 6.05 first pitch against Omaha, start of a six-game series. The uh, pregame will be on here at 5.35. And don't forget, tomorrow, early morning baseball, 11.05, as the Bats take on Omaha in game two of that series. Joining me on the Eminem Cartage Hotline, Nick Curran, play-by-play voice of the Louisville Bats. How you doing today, Nick? Doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How do you uh, how do you uh, bide your time uh, with a night game followed by a day game? Do you do you have trouble sleeping at night? Uh, don't sleep as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, there is there is a new. Uh, rule with Major League Baseball having taken over the minor leagues uh, to play a game before noon, you have to play no later than six the right. night before. So that that does help out a little bit. Um, having a six o'clock, six o five start tonight instead of uh, six thirty five or seven o five. So um, that definitely helps. But uh, yeah, it's a quick turnaround. That's for sure. Except when you have a weather delay tonight. Well, we were not. We're not going to have a weather delay tonight. The weather looks great tonight. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, that's and a jinx if well. I ever heard one. That's a jinx if I ever heard one. You just jinxed nah, yourself. Nah. Never, never say nah, that. Nah. Never say it out it loud. Great. I trust. I trust our local meteorologist. It oh looks great tonight. You've got so much to learn. Trust our local meteorologist. Oh, all right. Let's get to this batch baseball team. They lost five out of six in Nashville uh, last week. In, what do they have to do? I mean, I know turnover on this team is incredible this year. Is this more than you've ever seen? Uh, and is it, uh, is it based off the fact that we had a short spring training 
in the major leagues. Injuries, I know, are always a factor, but we, it feels like that guy's going up and down every day. Yeah, it is uh, probably the most turnover I've seen. Um, you know, AAA is always a high turnover level anyway. Uh, but last year, the bats set the franchise record for most players used in a year. I think yeah. it was 79, I think was the number, somewhere in that range. Um, they're already at like 55 or 56 as of now. So um, they've used a ton of guys, um, largely uh, it, in part due to uh, a bigger roster limit at AAA the last couple of years. Uh, teams are essentially allowed to carry 33 players in AAA, uh, 28 on the active roster, and then five that are on a taxi squad. But it's not really a taxi squad. It's just five guys that are designated as inactive each day. So you can just take your four other starting pitchers who aren't starting that night and right. make them inactive and someone else who wouldn't pitch that night anyway. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, that, that's part of it. The rosters are just bigger, so you can have more guys in. Um, injuries with the Reds this year have certainly played a big part in it. Um, there's been a ton of injuries, and uh, thus the bats have seen a lot of rehabbers already. Uh, Joey Votto, Jose Barrero, Nick Senzel, Lucas Sims, Mike Miner have all been through here as as rehabbers with uh, with more figuring to be in the fold very soon. Um, and, and, and Luis Castillo, obviously, as well. He's a big one. But uh, so that's that's a big part of it. And, and then when you have a team uh, in the big leagues like the Reds, who have uh, certainly had their struggles this year, um, a, a lot of times that lends itself to a lot of roster turnover too, as they just try to find a, a combination that works up there and, and kind of calling different guys up to, to see if they can be effective. So um, I think all of those things have combined to cause a lot of turnover with, with our team, the bats. And, you know, that in turn, makes it difficult sometimes to win uh, when you do get in a rhythm and things are, are going well, uh, especially from an offensive standpoint. You know, if a, if a couple of guys get hot, they figure to be in the big leagues very, very soon. So um, a lot of times it's, it's tough to, to, to replace that. And, and I think that's, that's been the case largely this year. And one of the reasons for, uh, for the bat struggles. Yeah, and it's it's hard. Got to be hard to find consistency with the 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 roster turnover like that. What's more uh, troublesome right now, hitting or pitching? Uh, I I think it depends on the day. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they 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 were shut out in a game in in Nashville. Nashville's a very good team. The Sounds uh, have won all seven of their series so far this year, which is pretty ludicrous given that they're six game series. They haven't even split one. They've won all seven. Um, so they, they, they have the best team ERA in the league. So it's difficult to hit against them. Nashville is very much a pitcher's park as well. Um, so offensively a little bit stymied in that series, but you know, there was a suspended game from Saturday that they came back and finished up on Sunday. The bats trailed seven, nothing. Uh, in that game in the third inning when it restarted, and, and then they scored uh, seven runs on Sunday. Unfortunately, Nashville scored 10, uh, so it was a 17-7 <laughs> game. But, uh, you know, I, I think overall uh, there's a lot of guys that, that have hit um, at the AAA level who have been in AAA before with this bats team, and a lot of guys who have hit wherever they've been before uh, if they haven't really gotten a lot of AAA time 
in the past, and uh, it hasn't completely come together yet. There's been pockets of it, um, but but just trying to get everyone going at the same time is part of it. And then I think uh, pitching-wise, there have been, you know, struggles with uh, with the bullpen, and, and, and there have been a lot of walks issued by this bad yeah. pitching staff, and so uh, that's been a big part of it too. So um, looking to try to clean both of those things up and, and uh, kind of, you know, and, and a part of AAA too is guys come here to try to figure things out. If, if things weren't going well in the big leagues, Raver San Martin, a lefty who certainly had his struggles up there before being sent to the bats. And, and, you know, they're out there sure to try to perform well and to try to win, but also um, work on some things and figure out what works and what doesn't. And sometimes that lends itself to, to, uh, to giving up runs in, in some cases. Talking to Nick Curran, play-by-play voice of the uh, Louisville Bats. The Bats will be back home tonight to take on Omaha, 6.05 first pitch, 5.35 pregame. If you can't make it out, um, we'll be right here live. Nick and Jim Kelch right here on the Big X. Um, we ha- I went to the Spider-Man game, took my grandson to see Spider-Man. I was uh, there for the Doctor Strange jerseys. Grade the Doctor Strange jerseys for me. Give, give them a grade. Uh, I think they were a solid... B. I'm going A. Like I'm them. going A. They were awesome. Okay. They were great. Um, I I don't know much about Doctor Strange, so that probably plays into my B grade. But I thought they Absolutely. looked good. Absolutely. That is that is I, a factor. You're right. And I and I thought that they uh yeah as as some of these specialty jerseys go, they were they were very good and very very far from the worst. So um I I thought they were I thought they were good. Joey Votto looks good in any jersey, probably, but uh, <laughs> yes, he does. But he made it. He made it look good. So that was a cool part of it too. All right. So Saturday, uh, Saturday, May twenty eighth, coming up against Omaha, we got. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, so be ready. Los Murcielagos, right? What are we doing here? That's right. Um, it's an initiative that's been around in minor league baseball for a few years, four or five years. Um, Copa de Diversión, which is a uh, an initiative to have. Uh, teams kind of play as as a as an alter ego to honor their Latin heritage exactly. uh, and Latin heritage in the area. So the bats took on the name uh, Los Murcielagos, which is the bats in Spanish, as I understand it. And uh, good looking jerseys, black unis with some like gold lettering. They they look good. They've they've worn them a few times, and it's the um, kind of the sugar skull bat on the hats, which are really popular items in the team store. Um, so that's the look and uh, will be cool. There's various teams that have them. Uh, Columbus played as theirs when the bats were there earlier this year. Charlotte, I think, is uh, Los Caballeros, which is, uh, I think, the horses for the Knights in, uh, in Spanish. So it's a, uh, it's, a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool initiative, really slick jerseys, and uh, always a popular, popular on-field thing when the bats do it, and looking forward to that Saturday. So a lot of major league teams and a lot of minor league teams now are doing the uh, bring your dog to the park. I guess Friday night we're having hops and hounds, which is bring your dog to the park and uh, sample some uh, craft beers from uh, local breweries. Um, So you got that Friday night. Um, Is it difficult for you to bring a dog, you or Jim, to bring a dog and actually call a game? I bet you don't do that, right? Uh, no, I, <laughs> we don't, I, I don't have a dog, so I cannot bring oh, one. No. Come on. Um, I, I, and I think Jim does, but, but he still, uh, makes his 
home up in the northern Kentucky area, so it would be difficult for him to bring a dog down. Yeah, it's a bad commute. Uh, bad commute. Yeah, not an easy commute, but it is a cool night. It's it's the second one uh, we've done. We did a Hops and Hounds in September last year, and it was really popular. And looking forward to this on Friday, the first of a couple we have this year, but can bring your dog. There's a ticket packages available, BassBaseball.com. If you check it out, you can get the some some crappier drink tickets and the dog ticket and everything all rolled into one. And it was a really, really popular event uh, in September and, and looking forward to, to doing it here on Friday. Uh, obviously craft beer, uh, a big thing and combining that with, with the dogs out as well. It's a, it's a really cool night and, and looking forward to a Friday. Sunday is going to be an interesting day for you because you got a six Oh five game and you, I'm assuming you guys are leaving early Monday to head to Gwinnett. Is that correct? Uh, we'll be busing right after the game really? is over. Uh, yeah. Just wow. like, just like the good old days uh, before we started having Mondays off. Uh, this was the situation a lot, and we used to play 605 games here on Sundays a lot. So uh, this this was a typical thing back in the day to, to wrap up a series at home and then hit hit the bus on Sunday to go play somewhere on Monday. We'll get a little feel for that with uh, the Stripers wanting to play on Memorial Day Monday. So the bats will hit the road uh, on a couple of sleeper buses right after the game on on Sunday night and get down to to uh, Lawrenceville in the wee hours of the morning and be set for a, a 6.05, I believe, first pitch there on there on Monday night. Now, Sunday, if the fans want to come out, you do have it's Special Olympics night. You got fireworks, Memorial Day Eve fireworks. Tell me if you've seen either the Chicago Boys acrobatic team before or Mad Chad the Chainsaw Juggler. Have you seen either one of these acts before? Well, well of course I've seen them before. Uh, they are they're great and uh, yeah it'll be really cool a kind of cool way to bridge the game to the fireworks after it's over uh, we're playing quick games these days so just yes. to, to help make sure that the the daylight is gone and we can get the fireworks up and a great viewing experience it'll be a really cool way to pass the time with the Chicago boys who are um, if you haven't seen them just uh, really a lot of fun to watch they're so talented and and sort of uh, the the gymnastics that they do out there on the field, and then uh, and then Mad Chad, uh, you know, juggling chainsaws and and what have you, and and telling jokes while he's doing it. Very entertaining. A uh, couple of great acts, <laughs> and looking forward to having both of those. And and uh, a cool Special Olympics. You mentioned it send off as they get ready for uh, the U.S. Special Olympics Games in Orlando. So kind of a send off. Uh, for the Team Kentucky athletes on on Sunday, so a really cool night, and then it capped yeah. off by fireworks. Always, a, always one of the popular nights of the year here, um, Memorial Day weekend. So looking forward to that, and uh, should be should be a great night. Hoping hoping for a good crowd for that one, and I know some tickets still available batsbaseball dot com, but that's always one of the more popular nights of the year. Yeah, I, I, you know I don't want to be morbid here. Uh, Nick, but I'll be there Sunday because it, to me it's a NASCAR race. I watch NASCAR. I don't watch it a lot, but when I'm watching it, I want to see a wreck. Mad Chad, look, I don't want anybody to get hurt here, but I'm watching just in case, right? Is that morbid of me? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> but um, I, I guess. I guess who hey, I am. I don't know. If that's uh, If that's why you're watching, as long as you're watching, I guess that's that's part of the the draw of Mad Chat. I think that's why everybody watches a little bit to see 
what happens with those uh, when, when you're involving chainsaws. You're kind of you never know. You're kind of asking, right? asking for that a little bit. So uh, yeah, I I think that's uh, that's a reason why people watch. That's a reason you'll be watching, and uh, I'm sure you will not be alone here on on Monday. I feel or awful. On Sunday. It'll I feel be on Sunday. I feel Sorry. awful being that person. I really do. Hey, listen, enjoy the week. Uh, again, big weekend coming up. I mean, morning baseball tomorrow, which I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to ride out for a little while. I love that. Um, but, again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, some great promotions. Dogs, uh, bring your dog to the park on Friday. And then you've got the Latino night. Uh, the I'm going to try again here. Los Murcielagos on Saturday. Fireworks, Mad Chad, Chicago Boys on Sunday night. It's a big week for Bats Baseball, and you can get your tickets, uh, I guess, at BatsBaseball.com, right? That's exactly right. Head over there, everything you need, all the info, all the tickets, and, uh, yeah, should be fun. Hope everybody can can make it on down. Busy weekend on the waterfront, and we're looking forward to being part of it. Thank you, Nick. Talk to you soon, my friend. Thanks, Sean. Nick Curran, play-by-play voice of the Louisville Bats, and if you can't get out to any of these games, you can listen to them all on the Big X right here. Starting tonight, Omaha in town for a six-game set. 6.05 first pitch, 5.35 pregame. And then tomorrow, no show here again. Just want to remind you of that. 11.05 first pitch tomorrow, 10.35 pregame right here on the Big X. Take a break, come back, talk a little Major League Baseball. Hard Knocks has its teams set for HBO for the season. And we'll look at the over-under totals of Vegas Insider, Kentucky, Louisville, and Indiana football. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline still open, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. That's 414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show. Thursday's show will be a movie-themed show, at least part of it, and we're going to do baseball movies. I'm going to be sending out my uh, questionnaire, my um, hope to get responses from a bunch of local media members and some friends of mine also and just uh, figure out the greatest baseball movie of all time. I don't want any spoilers from my next uh, phone caller, but uh, we're going to do that. Thursday, we'll do this throughout the summer. We'll pick a different sport each Thursday and just talk about the best movies that were made about that particular sport or just have that particular sport involved somewhere in the movie. doesn't have to be an entire baseball movie. You can just have a baseball scene in it. Maybe like Ferris Bueller, the scene at Wrigley Field. Uh, doesn't make it a baseball movie, but that's a great scene. So we'll do that on Thursdays throughout the summer. Breaking news. Louisville and Kenny Payne will hold a press conference at 3 o'clock today. Milt Wagner uh, is going to be named the Director of Player Development slash Alumni Relations, a role in Alumni Relations as well. Uh, So that's coming up. Uh, It does not preclude Louisville from recruiting Milt's grandson, DJ Wagner. Um, There is an NCAA rule, can't hire a parent or a grandparent on staff. Well, he's not officially, I don't think, going to be on the Louisville staff. He's going to be more of an administrative position within the university. All right, let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Bring in my man, Ed. Cubs beat the Reds last night, Ed. At, uh, the, carna- the carnage continues. I don't even want to talk about that. Okay. You stole my thunder, man, I, on your uh, 
uh, Milt Wagner joined oh. the staff. I really like that. Uh, uh, I know Ty Spalding reported it. Rick yep. Bose reported it. That uh, Ty Spalding had reported it. He called Milt. He says, well, nothing's official yet. So, which means that the 3 o'clock press conference, as you said, uh, Milt will be a part of the uh, Louisville family again. And <laughs> I, I do. I should have credited. I wanted to go back. I should have credited Ty Spalding, CardinalSports.com. He was the first to report uh, this news of uh, Milt Wagner's hire. And then, of course, Rick Bosa's right on top of him. Yep. He called what Milt and whatnot. But uh, glad to see a former Cardinal on the staff. Uh, wish he hadn't have been in Memphis those years uh, because that was just a bitter, bitter rival. I know people in this day and time, probably if you're – Oh, what, 20 years or younger, you don't understand where I'm coming from. But that was a bitter, heated uh, rivalry. They played twice a year, sometimes three times a year. Uh, played them in football. That was, uh, personally, I, I liked it better in the Kentucky. Now yeah, I'm gonna rub it was a lot heated. Of people wrong it was heated. Dana Kirk. It was heated, yeah. Oh, man. Keith Lee, it was a heated, heated rivalry. You're talking about... Two coaches who didn't like each other, and it, it spilled down to the players. They did not like each other. And uh, uh, he was on Denny Crum's staff, was yeah. uh, Dana Kirk, when he first came to Louisville. Yeah. And he left and re- got the Memphis's program, which was struggling at the time, turned around and turned them into a fire for uh, free, a few years until he got uh, in trouble for federal tax evasion. And then that ended uh, Dana's career, unfortunately. I think but, uh, uh, it was 19, that was a great 1985. Um, I think the final four final was four. three Big East teams: St. John's, Villanova, Georgetown, and Memphis. That's correct. Yeah, correct. Rupp correct. Arena. And that was a great final four. Rupp Arena final uh, four. As we were, as we recall, uh, Villanova played uh, near flawless in the second half. Made like 16 to 19 shots from the field. Yeah, beat Patrick Ewing and, and uh, John Thompson at Georgetown. And who was the 84 national champion, so they were the uh, uh, defending national champion. But to, to digress, uh, really glad to see that happen. Uh, brings, a little, brings a little bit more of the old-time flavor back to uh, the Cardinal bench or administration, however you want to put it. But I was really glad to see that and uh, glad that, uh, that Milt Wagner returned. I don't think Denny, uh, I don't think uh, Rick Pitino ever thought about bringing in uh, Milt Wagner or any of those former players. I thought that was just a shame, but uh, glad to see it. Uh, I know it's right in the middle of baseball and spring sports, but glad to see it for, for Milt. And uh, not particularly if we if they get him, if they get his uh, grandson or not, just glad for Milt. And it's also interesting timing here, Ed, because – You've got a uh, AAU event, or a, whatever you want to call it, in Louisville this weekend, an EYBL event, and where, where DJ Wagner will be playing this weekend in Louisville. Well, weren't they supposed to be uh, interesting uh, timing? Him, That's all I'm saying. Uh, weren't, weren't they supposed to have him uh, matched up against uh, North Laurel? Reed uh, Shepard, uh, yeah, Reed Shepard. Uh, Reed Shepard, yeah. But that's not going to materialize or didn't materialize. From what I've read on Twitter, now that, that's a shame. Uh, that would have been uh, you got, must see. That'd have been interesting, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Anything else you got today? I uh, got today. I got a little time for you. Yesterday, I didn't have any time for you. You got anything else yeah, today? I know. I, I called called a little bit earlier uh, to try. Uh, I missed the first part of the show. 
I apologize. It was at mass, so you can forgive me for that. I'm, I guess I'm I sure. can. I the other I thing, can. the other thing is, is I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I've got to hold back my uh, thoughts on baseball movies. But boy, I've got some good ones. I have got. Some well, good I, ones. here's what I'm going to do, I've, and I'll, I'll, you'll be involved I've partaken, in. The, you'll be involved in the text stream, so you'll be able to text them to me, and then I'll I'm going to reveal them on Thursday. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'll I'll text you my favorite ones. And All right. I've, uh, I've I've got some I've got some doozies. I've got one that probably nobody okay outside of a pure baseball fan don't spoil would it even would even think about. It. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna send you I'm a text. Not. I'm gonna ask everybody for their top three baseball movies, and then uh, okay, I'll, I'll talk about oh, them on top Thursday. Three. Just, top three. Just not a baseball movie, just top three. Top okay. three. It doesn't and, have uh, to be a baseball movie. It can just be a movie that has a baseball scene in it if it's one of your favorite movies. That's fine. I'm it's very okay. laid back. I'm not there aren't a whole lot of strict rules here. Okay. And it is a good week. Uh, as we uh I know uh, Memorial Day is yep. always there. usually the uh unofficial opening of spring or spring of summer, and it's a great week to go see the bats toward the end of the week uh, or any time during the week, particularly on the weekend when they got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I know if you had uh, saw them earlier this year, and you did, John, we saw them uh, when uh, Almar was still down here. Yeah, now he's yeah. in Cincinnati playing, playing every day. So take a look at it that way. The record might not be the greatest, but you might see a guy on the, even the, uh, the Omaha Storm Chasers that – Next week's playing in Kansas City. Yeah, so take absolutely. that attitude toward it, and uh, you know, like like the team itself, record not that good, but there's some prospects, or sometimes we call them suspects <laughs> uh, at the AAA level that you'll get that you'll get to see. Thank you, John, buddy. Thanks a lot, and uh, have a safe trip. Uh, I know you, I knew I knew you would have to say that your Cubs beat absolutely. my Reds, and I hope I get to say it again okay. tomorrow. Well, I can't tomorrow, no <laughs> show, but I'll say it. I hope I get to say it again Thursday. Thank you, buddy. Safe travels. Okay. All right, uh, Vegas Insider is out with their uh, over-under picks, win totals, college football. Indiana, four and a half. Um, if you're a Hoosier fan, that's that's not what you want to hear. Four and a half. Uh, Louisville is five and a half. Now, the recruiting, the recruiting uh, class that Scott Satterfield's bringing in the following year looks fantastic, but you got to get there. You got to get there, and if the cards don't go over five and a half, I'm not sure that you're going to keep Scott Satterfield around much longer than that. I've got the Louisville schedule uh, in front of me here, and here's what you do every year: the over/unders come out, and you say, "Okay, let me try to find the win. Let me try to find the win." You open at Syracuse, then you go to Central Florida, two road games. Florida State at home, South Florida at home, at Boston College, at Virginia, Pittsburgh at home, Wake Forest at home, then James Madison, a little non-conference, hopefully route at home, at Clemson, NC State at home, and at Kentucky. I think you're supposed to beat South Florida, James Madison at home. There's two. Uh, At Syracuse to open the season, you got a shot here. At Boston College, you got a shot. Wake at home, Pitt at home, maybe you got a shot. Five and a half. That's tough. It's tough. Six and six, 
Am I happy if I'm Cardinal fan six and six this year? Yeah, I think so. I think I am. Anything over six, ecstatic. Kentucky's eight and a half. Now, Kentucky's got three non-conference games that they're going to win at home. They've got eight home games this year, by the way. You got Louisville at, at home. Uh, that's your other non-conference game. They should win that one. So that you, if, if you say, okay, they're going to win the four non-conference games. Now you got eight games left. You got to get five wins out of that. Nine's a lot. Nine's a lot. You're not going to beat Georgia. Florida's going to be a, a definite challenge. <sighs> Mississippi State, Ole Miss is your other West Western uh, division game. Ole Miss, I think it's on the road. That's going to be tough. Eight and a half right now. And look, I'm negative Nelly. I get it. I'm going under. I'm going under eight and a half. Look, Kentucky's got some great years the last couple. They got a great thing going. The recruiting's going great. Will Levis staying is a coup. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez back. Eight and a half is a lot of wins when eight of those games, eight of your 12 is against an SEC schedule. You're going to beat Vandy. That's five. That's a long road to nine. It's a long road. Eight and a half. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I know. I'm skeptical. All right, Golden State-Dallas tonight, TNT, 9 o'clock. The Warriors trying to close out the Mavericks. They're trying to make their sixth trip to the NBA Finals in the last eight years, which would tie the Chicago Bulls of Michael Jordan fame. That's hard to do. Um, And if they win it all, the Warriors, that's sort of dynasty-like here, right? Six trips in eight years with three, is it three or four titles if they would win it all? And that's crazy. Nobody's ever overcome a 3-0 deficit in the NBA playoffs. It's happened in Major League Baseball. It's happened in the NHL. It's never happened in the NBA. Um, Dallas wants to get this over with. They want to get it over with. I, I, I mean, Golden State, not Dallas. Dallas is a one-point favorite tonight. I'm taking the Warriors. They're the better team. Luka can score 50. If he doesn't get any help, and he hasn't most nights, they're not going to win. Now, the other theory here is Golden State just mails it in, rests a couple of guys, and then says, we'll take care of business in game five at home. That's always a possibility. But I really think Steve Kerr wants to get this thing over with, get his team a lot of rest heading into the finals against either Miami or Boston. So I'm going to take Golden State. I don't think I need the point tonight. I think they're going to win, sweep Dallas. Dallas just, the win, they should hang their hat on their series win over Phoenix because this is over. This one's over. Dallas had a great year, great run in the playoffs, but it's over. All right, Hard Knocks has announced the Detroit Lions will be the preseason show and the Arizona Cardinals will be in season on Hard Knocks. That could be fun. Bats baseball tonight. 6.05 first pitch against Omaha, 5.35 pregame. I'm off tomorrow for Bats Baseball as well. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.